Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South, presented by the Cold Cans Network. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And once again, this week, we're bringing back Nolan Carolina fan, who I'm sure he's very happy that his team actually made it to the Final Four this year. Jordan, welcome back, buddy. Thanks, man. Glad to be here with everybody. Yeah, man. All right, so emergency podcast time. I think everybody knows what we're talking about today. If you've listened to any, if 10 minutes of this podcast, you know what we're about. We love some ACC sports. So, like, We've got, let's not bury the lead, as we said in the uh, pre-production. It's the biggest game in 50 years. It's the biggest game since uh, Bird and Magic in 79. But before we do that, Dustin, give us the bracket update for the Miserable and Reckless Bracket Challenge. Absolutely. So we're in the final weekend of Miserable and Reckless annual, first annual Miserable and Reckless Bracket Challenge. Um, as a reminder, you get a koozie if you win, and you get to pick the segment topic. I don't know. Maybe we'll do something else. A little meet and greet autograph. See. Do you have to pay for a photo op? <laughs> we charge for those. So I got. I do have a Polaroid. We could take a Polaroid with them and sign it. Um, <laughs> all right. This one reckless, reckless bracket. So, what are we looking like going into the final weekend? Well, currently, my wife is tied for first place. With Engel's brother-in-law, Dan, they're sitting up at the top of the pole, seventy-four points apiece. They both have a potential national champion pick, so they have some upside as well. Um, so they got that going for them. Uh, we've got Kenshin still in the mix. Um, he is sitting there in third, and then on again how the final four uh, kind of rolls out. These three all have picked different champions, so. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, beyond that, uh, let's see. We've got how many people are still in it? We still got Dan and Audrey with Nova, with Villanova, Kenshin and Jordan with Kansas. Jordan, why didn't you pick Carolina? Uh, as I do with all my sports gambling, it's uh, all with my mind and what I think and not with my heart. <laughs> That's what I do. It hurts to do sometimes. But, uh, really one of that koozie. And, and from a, I have a reliable anonymous source that Jordan is not the biggest fan of Hubert Davis. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> there were there, things that were said during the regular season. I mean, we've got him on record. I can bring the guy on and it, he can tell his account of the story. But the, the story is that you were not a big fan of Hubert Davis. Uh, I honestly had no opinion. Um, I was kind of, I kind of like was anybody else as a Carolina fan, you know, after Roy, we're going to be skeptical anyway. And, uh, any sign of trouble like that lost the pit that kind of scared me a little bit. Um, that might've been what that, they just That said. would scare anybody. I could have <laughs> been intoxicated. That could have been a factor. You never know. <laughs> uh, but obviously I love the guy now. No, but he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 buried yeah. the hatchet. I mean, Final Four would do that. <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he's at least a good guy. He's a swell guy. Yeah, he's he a pretty good guy. <laughs> and I don't want to leave out Mister Angle over here, Big Carolina. You want to props, say any words you, about Ryan. that? Props to you, Ryan. Good job. Thank you. I said if they played well and they played up to their potential. If they could beat Baylor, they'd make it to the Final Four. We beat Baylor and the refs, and now we're in the Final Four. Well, here we go with the ref thing. Yeah, same old bullshit. Anyway, realistically, there is 
seven of us who still have horses in the race in the final four. After this weekend, these rankings might look very different. Uh, Morgan, I would like to inform you that you are comfortably in third place, mm-hmm. so you will not be in second place, and you have that to look forward to. Logan, you also are not going to be in second place, so you have that going for you as well. Hey, we said that it was okay to come in dead last, just not in second. <laughs> not second. At least I got that going for me in life. <laughs> I yeah. feel you, Morgan. Watch. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm not in second place. <laughs> Watch what will happen. So I, I was a, a mastermind behind these rules. There is the potential that if Duke wins, my wife gets first place and I get second place, which would be, it would be absolutely worth it. I will take the championship, but man, that sucks. <laughs> I don't I might need to have an investigation into this one if your wife yeah. wins. Miserable and reckless investigates. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Sounds like collusion to me. <laughs> just... just if you want to get off, just use the UNC investigators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wanted a koozie. I wouldn't give her one. So here we are. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. That's it. We'll, we'll announce a champion next week. America, you'll find out. We'll get the koozie to you one way or another. And if, for a few bucks, you can get a signed autograph for the photo. All right. Well, you heard from the Duke side here with the bracket update. Let me throw it over to the Carolina fan. That's the uh, one of the co-hosts here. Ryan, like we said, probably the biggest game in 50 years, if not all time in college basketball. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, um, I believe that uh, the first text that I sent out related to this was like, crap. Well, what are we going to have to do about next weekend? (laughs) It wasn't elation about beating. First of all, nobody feels good about beating Cinderella story. But as UNC, I think it was what UNC Barstool said, they said, uh, sorry about this, America, but hopefully we can take down Coach K for you. <laughs> so um, when this pad- podcast was still just an idea a couple of years ago, this was exactly the kind of things that we hoped we could get to talk about as opposed to debating like mayonnaise versus whatever. Although that's fun, too. Um, Cheez-Its and Cheez-Its were better. I stand che- by that. Cheez-Its are better than mayonnaise. <laughs> not going to change my mind on that. Hashtag Alan Jackson. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that that coin is in the trap. We're never using that coin again. <laughs> well, we may not know a lot about everything, but we know a lot about a very few things, and this is one of them. So, the mainstream media wants you to believe that they're experts and insiders but they're flying in from Connecticut and other places. If you want to come to hear about the New Carolina game, why don't you come to some people who have lived it for quite a few years now? So, guys, uh, we'll cover it real brief. How do we get here? Why is this historic? Uh, I had a client texting me. This is a true story. Texting me tonight, and he said, you watch basketball. And I said, no, I'm, we're friendly. And I said, no, I'm not. Uh, the big game's on Saturday, and he lives down in Florida. And he goes, well, uh, well, I got Baylor UNC on. And I said, yeah, that's an old game, man. Like the big game is on Saturday. So <laughs> I had to like explain to him, like, if we win, like Coach K would retire on the court. Like it's a big deal. And he was like, oh, yeah, that is a big deal. Come on. <laughs> so if you've been living under a rock, let me explain how we got here. The Tar Heels and Blue Devils have been placed on opposite sides of the NCAA tournament bracket for obvious reasons. Considering they play no sooner than a national championship game. That's happened 20 times since 1985, uh, five years after Coach K was at Duke. 
there have been only 10 tournaments since then in which UNC and Duke could have advanced to play each other in a national semifinal. The reason why I'm bringing that up, they're in the tournament all the time. They're advancing all the time to the semifinals. They've never once played each other, ever, ever. They've, what, had 256 meetings of all time, something like that? 57, 258 a week, 24. So it's Coach K's. I think I have this right. Hundredth game against Carolina. He's never played Carolina in the tournament. He's fifth. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. His record. I, I actually did look this up today. His record against Carolina is fifteen forty-seven. If you remember ninety-five, he was out. So his actual record against uh, UNC is fifteen forty-seven. And the past hundred games, though, it's a fifty to forty-nine split. In wins and losses, or past ninety nine games, not hundred games. <laughs> I'm blaming Luke Thompson for getting that stat wrong. That's where I took that from. <laughs> it was the right Thompson? Hey, oh, I said if you want, there. if you want actual accurate information, come to the alternative media because I got it for you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking. We're not going to talk about those two games that were lost with his players. But we're not, we're not going to talk. Carolina fans are like still but. They're still butthurt over the 95 season. Duke sucked <laughs> that year, and they still talk about it. The yeah, they won like eight games. He lost. Yeah, you don't want losers on your staff. Pretty simple. He lost to Carolina twice and said, yep, we'll see you out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> Was that the year he magically had back problems when yeah. he uh, team sucked? Uh, they were they were nine and three when he went out. Let's fact check that. Nine and three when he went out, and then they w- proceeded to win 13 games that year. So. Realistically, they probably would have had a year similar to what they followed the 95 season with the 96 season and where they went 18 and 13. So, again, fake Carolina narratives, having to set the record straight. Here all miserable and reckless. A 9-3 and three Duke team is beating up on St. Anselm and Portland State and anybody else who will travel to Durham to play them because they don't travel before December. We know that. <laughs> no meaningful game happens on the road. All the meaningful games are played on neutral courts. Unless it's women's basketball, but that's another topic. <laughs> on revenue, Logan. We don't care. <laughs> oh, wow. We'll have Dan Salty over there about this week. We skipped good or bad in the ugly because this was an important enough topic. So, well, we'll never get to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll bring it up next week. He's like, since I didn't get to talk about it last week. And another thing. <laughs> All right. So. Well, the only other thing I'll bring up is that in all those games, teams in the sorry, the last hundred games, teams are separated by eight points, if you can believe that. And I did the math on this to the last game. Duke has seven hundred did that wrong. Typical Second thousand. Math mistakes. Seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-five. It's amazing they let me hold a job. And Carolina has seven thousand eight hundred and seven. So they're literally separated by eight points going into Saturday night. Crazy. So I do have a fun question. Go ahead and pepper one of these in here for y'all. Have Duke and Carolina ever met in the postseason before? Yes. Not not including an ACC tournament. I'm not trying to be funny here. So I'm going to say yes because that's a weird question. If they didn't, it would be a weird question. Not including the ACC tournament. Yeah, ACC tournament doesn't. Count, so I'm thinking like an NIT year or something, or what's that fake tournament that uh, the other Ryan was bragging about, the UNCW one? 
Leave me hey, we me. only had to pay like fifty thousand dollars to play. <laughs> no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm just gonna just because I love disagreeing with the rest of the D berries here. I'm gonna go with no. Okay. So I'm say no too. Yes. So we got a couple no's, a couple yeses. The answer is yes. And I nineteen seventy one, Duke and Carolina played in the semifinals of the NIT at Madison's Madison Square Garden. I can't even speak tonight. Carolina won that game 73-67. So, fun little fact for you. They have played in the postseason. They just not have played in the NCAA tournament, which in its modern format was what? Starting in 86, something like that. Uh, 84 or 5, I thought. Somewhere in there. Where they expanded field. Yeah. yeah. So, um, there you go. You're going to learn a lot in America. What year was that again? 1971. 71. That God. Bucky Waters, I think. He sucked when he was a coach at Duke. Yeah. Well, they lost that game to Carolina. Yeah. Oh, man. I swear. Jordan, you know, I, I wanted to ask you this because you and I have talked about the possibility of this happening ever since we were in fifth grade. And he, you and I texted... Uh, couple times over the weekend, once right before the St. Peter's game and then once uh, after the game. And I think you said something to the effect of, well, it looks like the game that neither of us ever wanted to see happen is happening. So what are your thoughts on the Duke Carolina matchup? All right, I'm going to be completely honest here. I uh, And Ryan, you're going to hate me for this too. But once before, I was like, you know what? If we lose to St. Peter's, it might not be the worst because I do not want to go through this stress level of what I'm about <laughs> to go through Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of scared. I'm gonna be straight up with you. I don't. I don't know what. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, but <laughs> the general I, mood of the state. <laughs> so, uh, Logan, you remember when you when we landed or uh, when we talked about it? You said you, I landed. I was on the plane from Vegas, and uh, I had to miss the whole Elite Eight game with St. Peter's, which apparently I didn't miss much. But the first text oh. I get back from Logan is the first text I get is. Damn. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> I know we're all going to have to play each other. That's what's about to happen. Yep. And uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that that people that have followed this rivalry just absolutely hate it. You know, it's like some people are looking at this at like a Super Bowl. Hey, let's have everybody over. Oh, we'll do snacks and a game. Hell <laughs> no. I want to be sitting somewhere with a few of my friends, maybe even a select few. No distractions. Do not talk to me during uh, uh, the ball game. Do not talk to me if I go get a beer from the fridge. Until commercial time or halftime, you can speak. Other than that, do not talk to me during this ball game. That's how I feel about this whole setup here. It's going to be wild. Um, But, you know, as a Carolina fan, I would love nothing more than to retire. K is that. Um, in the final four, not making it to the championship, but I mean, let's be honest, it just sounds like a storybook ending, and I'm probably gonna get my heart broken. And he's gonna go on and face a weak Villanova team or something, and then next thing you know, we're just giving him the title. That's probably what's gonna end up happening. I hope not, but God, I hope, <laughs> but that's what's probably your lips to God's ears, <laughs> right? Second, that I, I will say, I in my pulling interesting questions for y'all. 
while we're on the topic of them, what's the closest they've ever come to facing each other in the tournament? Do you know? 91. Yes, it was my, actually yeah, the final four, right? 91, yeah. Mm-hmm. The first. Where they would have played in the national championship. Yeah. So that final four was UNLV, Duke, Carolina, and Kansas. Yep. Duke went on to play Roy Williams' Kansas team and beat them for their, his first national title. And apparently a bunch of Carolina players are still pissy to this day because they're like, we didn't play to our we didn't play well that night. <laughs> well, that's that's March. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the better coach won that game. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. There you no. go. You mean the Kansas players? Roy's, be- Roy's better than Dean. I've said that from the beginning. I'm, I'm all on board on that. Roy is the best coach to ever coach Carolina. Oh, he's gonna- upset <laughs> that we said that. I don't know what to say. I'd take a sip of my beer there because I'm just like it. <laughs> because if it wasn't for D, there'd be no a lot of stuff. But that's just that's a whole other topic for another day. Yeah, well, Jordan, you know what James uh, White always says about Carolina fans? He goes to the people from Chapel Hill. There's Jesus Christ, their parents, and then Dean Smith. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the way I was raised, it actually might be Jesus Christ, Dean Smith. You know, the way I was like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much like that's like you, you got to go with that. That's the way I was raised. I wasn't going to say that on the internet. <laughs> I just, I just almost had to get a tattoo of the Delaware uh, blue hen on my ass. So I pretty much have to say whatever on the internet. <laughs> so we're talking about it. Coach K can win his sixth national championship in his last year, which makes me a little sick. More sick to my stomach than I already feel. Uh, maybe I'm just sick this week because I'm I'm nervous about the Carolina Duke game. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm not actually allergic to going to visit my family and my in-laws. Maybe I'm just allergic to this bullshit that we have to be witness to. Anyways, um, I guess he would match the Carolina coaches single-handedly. So I guess you guys can crow about that. Well, at least one of you can. The other one is uh, we've been told as an NC State fan for his entire that life. That I am. Not my entire life, only since 2012, but NC State number one always. But they're not playing, so. <laughs> hey, Logan, so I'm going to throw in a gut shot here, but I found out a fun fact that I don't even know if you know over the weekend when I talked to your, your grandparents. All right. I heard that actually your mother was at once a big Carolina fan. This is true. And you, yes. And you used Accurate. to cry when Carolina lost. And I said, I uh I said I'm gonna have to bring that up next time I have a podcast because I'm gonna use yep. that as like and your granddad was not very happy that I knew that tidbit, of course, and denied every bit of it about uh about your mom <laughs> and the uh being a Carolina fan at any point. It's true. Uh, like my mother once upon a time was a Carolina fan and a Cowboys fan, but as she got older hmm. she also got wiser and she learned the error of her ways in her youth. I yeah, I also good. straightened out the family. I took care of that in my younger days. And then also, the, better, the, go ahead. I knew better as a child. I, I tell you what, I, my mama is a wonderful lady. She, she's got a lot of things she does well, but cheering for Carolina all them years, <sighs> shameful. I she's can tell she, you the moment that it got solidified to where she went from just being a Duke fan to absolutely hating Carolina. And it's one player in particular, Tyler Hansbrough. <laughs> mom, mom shares my hatred for that guy. He's awful. He's yeah. so awful. He's a whiny little baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I was, I was telling them that I was definitely going to say that I was going to mention that the next time I talked to you. And that just so happens that tonight's the night I talked to you. About tonight on the air, <laughs> on the air. <laughs> yeah, I still remember well, the, uh, the the game where uh, Dowdell dunked on Tyler Hansborough and put his crotch right in his face. <laughs> hey, but didn't, we, didn't we beat Virginia Tech to go to the final ACC final and Hansborough did his little dance all the way down? He did. He danced. He, he yep. He danced like a little goofy nutball. <laughs> <laughs> but we, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. But we didn't win in that game, correct? Is that what happened? Yeah, I believe. I believe that was the case. Yeah, well, we, we should be. We should be careful talking too much crap about Virginia Tech because my my mind does go back a couple couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. They are the uh, ACC champions and who they beat to get there. <laughs> so. Yes, you are a thousand. Because we're speaking about hands, bro, it's important to get facts right when you're writing history. And uh, that is, you, you are correct. Look, I, I do want to go on the record to say this about Tyler Hansbro. In general, I don't like what, to see people get hurt physically, emotionally, <laughs> what have you. But the moment that Gerald Henderson went up for a totally clean block, might I say, and yep. Hansbro turned his face like the cheater he is into the elbow to try to draw a cheap offensive foul of some sort when uh, or a, a foul on Gerald Henderson. When his nose got bloodied, a smile came across my face that day. <laughs> Gerald Henderson and Duke got screwed. Yes. Uh, that was a screw job on the lines of Omaha right there. Yep. It was just awful. An awful thing. He got suspended. It was a whole big mess. And that was, I'm glad his, his nose got busted and he was bleeding wow. everywhere because he deserved it for that situation. So hey, nobody, nobody, I'm on the, go ahead. I'm on the record for that. I don't care. Put it out there in America. <laughs> that kid, not a fan. And it was nah. a good moment in robbery history. And I, wasn't, I wasn't cheering when Coach K collapsed. Okay. I wasn't cheering <laughs> when he collapsed against Georgia Tech. You know, nobody cared about that. But wow, that it wasn't was cool. a Duke Carolina game. You would have been happy about it, man. Logan, I believe we talked about this like the next day or the next. I think it happened on Saturday or Sunday. And we talked about it at school the next day at elementary school, and we like reenacted it. Like we were bringing in the elbow. Like he <laughs> yeah. tried to, he tried to tuck it. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, he didn't try to tuck it. it you look at the video evidence is clear. He tried. He tried to avoid it, but Hansworth turned his face into it. I mean. It's- that's what I see. Can't argue with that. I mean, let's just admit it right here and now. Tyler Hansborough was a complete d bag. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 okay for Carolina fans to admit that. There's players that played for Tech that I thought sometimes were d bags. Yeah, Christian Leitner like, is a douchebag. He was good, but he was a douchebag. Yeah. He's a winner. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes you when you're a winner, though. Not everybody. Your fan base likes you when you're a winner. So you He's always winner. get. Yeah, he's one of us. I believe that's what Coach K said in his nasal voice when he was screaming at the fans when the fighting capels came to town. He's one of us. Hey, hey. Stop it. Stop it. That is indeed accurate. That's because he, unlike uh, uh, the common fake news narrative from the Carolina faithful, Coach K actually cares about his program and his players and the people involved. So he, Capel is a member of the Brotherhood, even if he's coaching another school. All right, so except for Tommy Amaker, he doesn't care for that guy. That's also an unproven accusation. So I will not allow that to be levied 
on this podcast where you spread fake news and and just awful storylines. Misinformation, <laughs> if is, you will. <laughs> misinformation. So we're going to strike that from the record and move on to the next thing. And if you get another strike, you're going to be one strike away from three. I just want you to know. <laughs> we don't know how to count in Carolina, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> now I'll call your tutor and he can explain it to you. <laughs> All right, so I got a question though for the Duke fan. So, do you think what what do you, what is a what is going to be a good solid year next year? You got the top recruiting class again, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Shire does have number right, one recruiting class. Shire, um, what do you, what do you, what are your expectations? I'll briefly touch on it. Don't want to go down that road until after we hang a six banner, but. Um, Shire, I think Shire's going to have a lot of talent. I think what's going to be lacking is experience, unless he gets some kind of transfers in, which I think is going to hurt next year. I, I think that they won't be bad because they're going to have plenty of talent. I think he's probably going to be a decent coach. How successful, time will tell. Um, the, the man certainly can recruit that you yeah. you can see because they've got a number one class for 23 as well. Um, but I think the experience factor is going to hurt him some. I just say they're going to be real young next year. And so they're going to lose some games that they shouldn't lose because of that. So um, what, what success? I mean, I, I would love it if he goes to a final four like Hubert did, but I'm not anticipating that, that would be the case next year. I was, um, I was actually anticipating for Hubert to just, I don't know if we'd make it past the first weekend. I was thinking no farther, no farther than sweet 16 is my honest opinion. When he came into the tournament, and which I mean, is honestly successful first right. year taking over a program that would be incredibly successful right. even for a big big marquee program that's um, i mean come in and do that so about the shire thing you know you're talking about him recruiting so i told you previously on the show that we that we actually talked to paulo's parents and as bad as i hate to admit it i'm actually paulo's like his family's very cool nice guy um i didn't talk to him personally but i talked to his family and um Actually, they said the whole reason he went was because of Shire, you know, Shire doing the recruitment on there. And they said that, I mean, I don't think he's going to stay. Obviously, why would you stay with his, you know, what he's got going on? But if he would, I mean, I think he just honestly loves John Shire is what I gather from that conversation. So that should be a good benefit for a big man. He, Shire, I mean, again, we'll, we don't have to spend too much time on it, but Shire has been one of the, since Jeff Capel left, he's been the lead recruiter for pretty much all the big guys who have come. So, um, clearly that is something he's very confident in, you know, running a program, managing a game is different. So we'll see how he does when he gets to that point, but the man can recruit people believe in him and believe, you know, what he's selling them. So, you know, and I and I actually like I know everybody folks fun. I've said this before at the retirement tour, but I I think it made more sense to say I'm retiring and have continuity so people weren't decommitting and they knew what they were coming to play for than to surprise everyone with your retirement. Well, I'm sorry we didn't give him a gift bag last time he was in Chapel Hill. I know everybody on the coaches sideline got all pissy about it. So hopefully they can slap hands whether they win or lose today. 
really, you know, teaching people that character counts over there on the Duke sidelines. Chris Carrawell. Character only matters when you win. Oh, yeah. Clearly, you guys cheered for Leitner. Got it. When you win, it's all about character. Now that Reddick's retired, he's, he's a great podcast host. But... <laughs> uh, you, uh, so I, I put this in the notes, and I don't know if it's helpful or not. But uh, me, Dustin, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit. Me and Dustin are removed from the, North, the tobacco road. You get the way I'm saying that at this point, because we live up here in D.C. I'm kind of curious what's going on, like day-to-day water cooler. Like, are people, like, are you guys having to explain to people, like, via text message to your coworkers, like, what's going on this weekend? Or are they aware of it? Is it all over the Harris tier? At work, at work, this has been a big topic of conversation for almost three days. Um, the, The native North Carolinians get it and like understand the ramifications of what this is and that's all everybody's talking about the transplants that are uh, keep moving down here and driving our housing prices up they are the ones that are uh they get that it's a big game and they're excited for it but they don't understand why they their question was why are so many people who didn't go to school at these places so invested in this and we had to explain to them that North Carolina for college basketball is I argue different than any other state because you have four quality programs and two elite programs all within a sh- like sh- short drive, right? You've got 13 combined national titles in one state amongst multiple programs. You are grow up in a situation where you go to school and if you were like me, where you were the only Duke fan growing up in the class, you're 10 years old and Duke loses a game one of six times for the year they lose a game and Everybody's waiting for you to give you hell when you walk in the classroom. It's it's pers- it's personal. It's it's it splits friends. It splits families. Like college basketball in North Carolina is a different animal, and it's and you also um, when you're uh, when when you have your boots on the ground in the midst of it, it makes you hate the rivalry a little more than you do if you're removed from it. And to be clear, Logan's point about losing a game. It it. it not a Duke Carolina game, any game. Just any. If you lost to if you lost to Wake, lost to Wake Forest, or you lost to Virginia, or whomever, the, you you didn't want to go to school. That's how bad it was because you knew all day long it was going to be awful, and then yep. it was multiplied by a hundred when you played Carolina. Yeah, directly. And I, I think happened, it was which happened a lot because we met in the ACC tournament a lot. A lot of years there were three matchups, and yeah. You talk about pressure. And I think it was worse to be a Duke fan just because there aren't as many, you don't have as many uh, soldiers fighting with you at a rural school in North Carolina. Like the vast majority of the state are in order. It's Carolina fans, state fans, and then you have some Duke fans. Duke has a national fan base. So there's tons of Carolina fans that are just Tar Heels, born and bred uh, around here. So if you're a Duke fan, you're catching it from all angles. Like I can only fire off as much as, uh, as being one person in my class, but I had like 10 people berating me anytime Duke lost any game. I wonder you learned to be so argumentative. <laughs> you had to, <laughs> <laughs> they put me through the fire real early. <laughs> you hold that thought. I'll get back to you. Now you. <laughs> so facto, my point remains the same for all of you. You're all terrible. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild because, you know, 
Um, me, and, me and Logan, you know, kid, whatever. And I, I could always tell if Logan forward spoke just to rile up some people. And uh, some of my friends cannot take that from Logan and get very upset. <laughs> and at this point in my in our friendship, I'm just like, oh, and I'm not even worried about this. I don't have to worry about it. But I was definitely one of those kids that was ready. Oh, I can't wait to go to school and see Logan. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. Um, but then again, I was like, I know it's not a lot, but I, <laughs> I'm best friends with Logan, and now I got to listen to this crap for the entire time. Um, <laughs> and I kind of deserve it. And then when I go over there, spend the night, you know, I'm outnumbered anyway. But um, <laughs> no, it's. I've already, but let's put it this way. So, you know, a bunch of the people I work with, there's there's nobody that's Carolina fans, really. There's nobody that's Duke fans. They're all pretty much state fans. And um, so they don't have a dog in the fight at this point. Um, but I basically already told my boss I texted last night, or I said, I said hey, I'm going to be honest with you. If they pull off a miracle and win Saturday, you can count me out for Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to go ahead and put my days in because I'm going to Franklin Street again. I said, I'm, I was there in 16. I was there in 17. I'm going to be there in 2022. I will be there. So I'm going to go ahead and put my days in in case it's your class. If it doesn't, I just jump to work. Um, but it's, it's wild the different of the fan base. And most of the people I hang out with are diehards anyway that I'm associated with. But it's like, like I said earlier, my my girlfriend's like, oh, let's, let's yeah, let's, what, what snacks are we bringing? What's, what are we, you know, what time are we going to get there? And I'm like, yeah, you don't understand. There, this is, this is not a Super Bowl party. Oh, let's watch the commercials. This is a dog <laughs> fight. This is a war. Like, I'm going to be glued to that TV and we're having a bourbon tasting at one of my buddies' <laughs> house. So that ought to be a blast. That's going to make it even better. Um, so there's a lot of things that are going to happen that night that uh that I'm I basically already apologized for just just to be clear I'm sorry just don't hold nothing against me give me a hold back please. <laughs> Morgan as a, Morgan as a tech fan have you been hearing much chatter about it at work and everything? Um, most of the people I work with do not care about college basketball or really sports in general. So as so I'm usually kind of depressed and bored at work when it comes to these things. <clears throat> All the, um, go ahead. I'm going to say there's one cat who just started not so long ago. He's, he's a big football fan, but uh, college basketball is not his, uh, his wheelhouse. So I really have no way to talk to at work. It's kind of boring. <laughs> you should just start, start talking <laughs> shit then since they don't know anything and be like, just give it to them. Give them hell. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever heard of basketball nerds? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say one thing about this matchup would be even better if uh, old Dag Nabbit Shucks Roy Roy Williams stuck it out another year or two, so you could have uh, those two. I think it would make it just by that much sweeter for the the matchup. I agree with that. I also think strategically it would have been better with Roy because I think the game had passed him by. So I think that he probably was not on his A game in his last like season or two. Thanks for the backhanded slap. Bless your heart. 
<laughs> it is a southern podcast, by God. Don't be at the game. I would, I would, say, lo, lo, I would say, Logan, be careful with billboard material. <laughs> he'll, he'll be at the game for sure. I got to imagine. He's been at all the oh, other. Speaking Man of, cannot stay away from the basketball court. I'll give him that. Of course. Yeah. Well, I'll, tell you, of, I, I'll tell you where he's not going to be. Obviously, he's not going to be at a concert. That's not happening. There you go. Oh, me. Oh, Eric Church. Do we want to? Do we want to fill people in in case they don't know about that? That might be a North Carolina only thing. Although I know there's some people in Texas that are pretty pissed. There's some some pissed off people in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, So, so, so Eric Church decided to. uh, He's a big country star uh, from North Carolina. Big Carolina fan. Decided that uh, and instead of performing for a already, I'm pretty sure sold out show in Texas, um, yep. for folks who care more about high school football than they do college basketball or the sport of basketball for that matter, um, was told them I'll catch you around another time. Uh, I got a basketball game to go to in, in North Carolina. We're not in North Carolina, but where's it being held at again? Where's this game? New Orleans. At? New Orleans. New Orleans. And. Um, Said, uh, but next time, I'm sure next time I come and give you guys a bobblehead or something. <laughs> yeah, um, his fans, I mean, some of his fans are pissed. I'd be pissed. I mean, it's it's like telling a state, like, hey, we're gonna build a new football stadium and you're gonna pay for it in your taxes. That's cool. I don't watch football. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're not you wrong. Too. So, I mean, apparently he wrote I a letter, right? I, I, well, let me just add one thing. I get it. This, the, the magnitude of this game is large. I do understand that. At the same time, you have a job to do. He handled it poorly is what it was. He did. He One, I'd like to point out that if he really had confidence in his beloved Tar Heels, he wouldn't have scheduled a damn concert for the Final Four weekend. He probably didn't Thank expect you. him to be there because he didn't think they are worth the shit. But you, no, you don't. He, it's it's like you don't have your wedding. Like when your wife says, "Hey, yes. these little dates don't have the wedding." Okay, no, no. And um, honey, you know me by now. Hell no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And but he didn't cancel it in a plenty enough time. I think was the issue. Like I don't blame him one bit for going, but he handled the situation poorly in my view. Because mm-hmm. as BJ Barham said, you know, if State was in the national title game, he'd say, "Sorry." insert city here that I'm playing. I'm, I'll refund your tickets, but I'm going to the national title game. But I think he just handled it poorly to Morgan's point. Like a lot of people uh, are upset, probably traveled in, had hotels that they'd booked and everything for this show. And then like 36 hours for the concert, he tells them, well, I'm going to New Orleans to go watch the, uh, the tar holes play. Well, he gave more than 36 hours notice, didn't he? It just got announced like what a day ago, I think something like that. It was cool. So they got almost a week, almost a week's notice. But at the same time, your time, um, hotels are getting canceled. Restaurants and bars who are going to make money off of all these people coming into town are now not making any money at all for that entire. Because who else? What else are you going to come to? Was it Austin? I think was the show. San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. So what? Why, why else are you going to go there? I can explain this. The Alamo. I just, I, I just did this. <laughs> I googled Baylor University to San Antonio. It's only a three-hour drive. I think I know who's pissed off here. <laughs> <laughs> I do think. I 
you know, it's, I do think you could argue he, he handled it poorly, but, uh, I was listening to the radio this week, Bobby Bones, the radio host was talking about it. And he basically is, he had more or less said what we said, but he was like, look, there's three things that I would skip. I would cancel a show for, or he, he actually, his criticism was not canceling it. He said he should have postponed it should be, it should already be like a rescheduled date. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it, beyond that, he was like, there's three things. You got a death, you've got a sickness or you've got for him is he was, a, he's a Razorback. His Arkansas Razorbacks are playing the national championship. He's like, those three things I would cancel the show for. So he's like, people just kind of got to suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> there would be nobody at his show if Baylor was in it. So just saying. <laughs> if the Cinderella slipper was on the other foot, Texas. Well, yeah. horns down I'm, every mention. I'm sure he'll make it up to him like a free show at the fairgrounds or something. I think they would talk about him, the Dan Patrick show. Like he's got to have like him and a bunch of his buddies show up for a free show at the fairgrounds. I ultimately, I don't think it really will, will matter. Grand scheme of things, no. people. A handful of people are going to be like, I'm done with you. But most people are going to get over it and move on. And it only really impacts the people who are going to that show. The rest of the millions of people who listen to his music don't care. So economically, it will impact the area for a little bit for that little short window. Then, you know, I'm sure the San Antonio Spurs will pick up the rest of it. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to hear... uh, a little bit more of an in-depth conversation on this very topic and some very different opinions <laughs> than mine from trucker Andy and Kyle check out the most recent episode of country and cold cans available on Spotify, Apple podcast, Podbean, and Amazon. We talked the air at church cancellation. It's country and cold cans episode 58. All right. So there is one thing I did. Some hot takes. <laughs> they, those guys were off the flew off the handle about it. Like they were just, weren't even reasonable at the first they, they and were they kind of came around mad about a little the sports bit. ball pretty much andy doesn't even like sports he likes running and, and listening to finance podcasts and i was like i don't even know what the <laughs> fuck you look do anymore but um so like, one thing one thing i did want to bring up to everybody here was we we saw something a development today in one of the final four press conferences the dirtiest player in college basketball armando baycott who has tripped uh, not one but two players this year and i'm Jordan old enough to remember Washington. when grayson <laughs> allen did that and the media had wall-to-wall coverage dirtiest player in college basketball armando Baker. Carolina fans couldn't let it go exactly he tripped two <laughs> players this year and he says today two that they ask him how worried was he about you know duke's offense and how difficult is it to guard them and he says that you know it's not really difficult he he has no worries not really difficult for real is that bulletin board material? What do the Carolina fans think? I think it's a reasonable response. He's not worried about defense. He's an offensive rebounding juggernaut. I think it'll be interesting. I texted you guys this to watch. Uh, what is it, Williams? Yeah. I was going to make fun of you for, his, for saying his name wrong, but then I forgot the guy's first name. So whatever. <laughs> Armando. Act like you watched the basketball game. <laughs> If he stops tripping people, I'll pronounce his name correctly. There you go. Um, I think it's I think it's reasonable to say. I think that uh, Ginyard will probably end up being on. Or geez, that was a Freudian slip. Oh, I think that, uh, 
<laughs> what year are we in? Can we just go back in time? Well, they, they have to go through their long list of shooting guards who can't shoot, so they label them defensive specialists. Hey, I'm Jackie you Manuel, Marcus Ginyard, Leaky Black. None of them can shoot. But they can but sure defensive shut specialists. They can sure shut somebody down, that's for damn sure. <laughs> I think that's what he was referencing. I think he was in the in the emphasis of being true brotherhood, true family. I think he was building up his fellow brother in arms. By saying Leaky's got him, <laughs> we should never use that word brotherhood. We uh, us two should never use that word brotherhood. I use it all the time to make fun of them for the brotherhood they don't have. Well, Coach K six six floors up in his tower by himself. Brotherhood, yeah, sure. Is Rapunzel let down your hair? It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> now I do have to say it. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tug on Superman's cape. Uh, I don't know if I'd. I'd do something like that to to try to piss him off. I did. I read. I saw that uh, press conference only by what you retweeted and said. And I like. I had something typed down to the country and cold cans Twitter, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to delete it. And then I typed it again. And then I deleted it again. <laughs> and then I. Now you're going to share this right now. And then one more time, I was like, I'll type it. And then I, del- I mean, it was like three times. I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. Um, but okay, the Baylor thing is that the one of the trips you're talking about? Is it Baylor game? Uh, that was the second trip. Yes, don't forget the okay. first against Louisville. Okay, that was the the Baylor game. All right. First of all, I think he was just trying to get up. But so was Grayson. No, oh no, Grayson had done it like six times and got suspended indefinitely. Grayson just got punched in the NBA like a week ago for doing it. No, Grayson Allen literally broke my Chicago Bulls player wrist because he undercut him on a layup. I mean, it was the NBA has no bearing on this conversation, so I would bring it back to the topic. Strike it from the record. (laughs) Strike it from that's two strikes on the Carolina fans. So let's bring it back to what we're talking about. Hey, we need we need to have a, a an objective third party. In this, on whether or not these objections are sustained, Morgan, do you agree with our objections here? Um, I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> that is his number, so that works. <laughs> I thought we, um, I thought we were just talking about how Grayson was dirty. And we're talking well, Grace, about no, Grayson was dirty too. Don't get me wrong. We're talking they're about dirty, how Baycott is dirty. That is the discussion at hand. So let's focus both, on what we're talking Grace about. They're both dirty. I agree I with Morgan on that. It. They're both probably dirty players. I just think what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If we're going to run coverage on Grayson Allen, run coverage on Armando Baycott. Man was getting up in the Baylor game. Now, the Louisville game, yeah, I can see a little bit there. I'll admit that. <laughs> I will admit the Louisville game. It's just a little for me, it. it wasn't a I'll big give trip. you a Louisville game, but I will not. <laughs> Admit to the Baylor because I watched that whole game and that was just the absolute crap show of what that was for basketball. That was terrible. What's good for the goose is not good for the gander or whatever you're saying. <laughs> so we can pick we can pick one play to talk about in the Baylor game, but when we talk about the multitude of sins in the in the WrestleMania that was Baylor Carolina, it's 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 poo pooed and blah 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 blah. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, gonna, well, you you had another dirty player ejected for throwing elbows. So Baycott actually got away with an elbow. It was on the same interaction where he tripped the guy. He gets knocked down after he threw an elbow, and then he sticks his leg out. 
So there was a second elbow. There was a there was a second elbow. This ain't so Seinfeld, okay? This ain't Seinfeld. There's no <laughs> second magical Luffy. All right, this is not, this is not that. Yeah, there's a second uh, elbow on the on the gravelly hill. <laughs> so the point that the berries are making, for the record, is that if all of our starting five gets thrown out, then we might lose the game. Got it. All right, we can move on. <laughs> Not at all. I just don't want dirty play. I want a, a nice, clean game. Yeah. And I know I can't expect that from Carolina, so good for the goose and all that yeah with known tripper uh baycott and known known free elbow man elbow thrower manic hey i'm uh i'm all in for let's just get off the lights and be like uh jackie boone (laughs) and just say everybody hits anybody hit somebody let's go at it i mean i'm all for it let's figure it out that is the way we should do it I would take us 100%. Like, I know people were reluctant to take Carolina all the way, but I, in that, yes, I would take us. Oh, you turn, you mean turn the lights off in a fist fight? Oh, I'd take Duke. Carolina's well, always been known in every sport, especially football, but basketball too, as being soft as Charmin. That's what the, uh, that's what Hubert was getting under their skin with before the tournament. He told them that they were a country club team. And so apparently <laughs> they decided to come out and just, just just wreck Baylor. A bunch of Texas Cowboys sent them packing back to Chip and Joe. So, then <laughs> St. Peter's came to town. Well, UCLA, I was at that game. We don't need to talk about that. Talk about the soft squad. Cute colors. Anyways, uh, moving along. <laughs> we went to play St. Peter's next. Those are some, those are some, some boys from Jersey City. I was watching them play the night, the, the, the game before Carolina UCLA, and those guys can ball. If you think that those guys aren't a little tough and physical, so country club team, I asked, maybe in the past. Spoken from the team who employs Wojo, Grayson Allen. <laughs> I'd go on. They're not employed. Neither of them are employed at Duke. That's mm. it. That's also that's strike three. That's another <laughs> false That's strike three. That is another false accusation stricken from the record. I'm gonna look up the years Wojo was a coach. I'm say, angle, do you you angle, said do you employed. Need? Employed is present tense. So angle, you need, now you're you trying. Now just like a normal, typical Carolina fan, you're moving the goalposts. You're changing the parameters. Being a dude, not man. allowing that. Being not allowing. Talking about the past. All back. Oh, I'm looking forward to the present, baby. I'm excited angle. about this week. I've been fired up all week about this game. What are you going to say, Morgan? I'm going to say, Angle, get your tutor to show you how to Google correct information. <laughs> I'll have to Google how to get a tutor. <laughs> Google how to get a tutor to Google this for me and then print it out. I mean, where do you guys want to go next? We can talk about the Snickers bars or we can just tell people to Google it. <laughs> now, I say run through those other storylines because some of those were kind of cool. The uh, Snickers sent 400 Snickers bars to the Carolina team hotel down in New Orleans because 40 years ago, uh, assistant coach at the time, Roy Williams, ate a Snickers apparently before his tournament win. And there was some story that, the, um, which is true, that the Snickers brand had figured out and put together that apparently he almost got locked out of the locker room 
I'm remembering the story correctly, because he was running back in because he forgot to eat his lucky Snickers bar. So they figured they'd take care of that and they'd make the results from 82 happen again here 40, exactly 40 years later. So uh, appreciate Snickers doing that. I am, uh, I'm a little confused. I guess, I guess no brands want to partner with um, um, the Brotherhood. Uh, it seems weird. So thanks, Snickers. We appreciate you joining the family. Um, appreciate that. So, I think we should warn Snickers that Richard McCants will tell you that the Carolina way to seem rather than to be. Yeah, Rashad McCants and his mom, the one guy you could pick on. Cool. He just he was the whistleblower. That's why y'all threw him under the bus. I'm asking picture of him right now in my man cave with him up front. And I really want to turn it backwards now. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the guy, but apparently I don't know. I feel awkward talking about it on the internet. But apparently he uh he had a real problem with the institution he spent some time at. Seems kind of weird. Like maybe don't shit talk the girlfriend you spent six and a half years with. She's saying, yeah. <laughs> or maybe call her out when she's not quite what she seems. <laughs> After six and a half, go a different tack to that. <laughs> In the hypothetical, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I will say this to pull it back to something we said earlier. Seems to me, Roy had an important hand in most of Carolina's championships. So, just saying, another feather in the cap for the best coach that would ever coach Carolina. So, by him being on the sidelines, that should give you guys a pause. Now you love making. He won't be fun. again. He won't be on the sidelines. Can't even get your terminology right. He'll be in the stands. Sidelines would be he would be on the coaching staff, or maybe he's suiting up. He could do that. He's probably got some eligibility left. Yeah, he's got the. He's got. I mean, he wear, he wears argyle, right? So I'm just pretty for senior year or something. He got the dust off his outfit. And... <laughs> <laughs> what was it? He wears Brooks Brothers. Oh, he wears the uh, stuff from Franklin Street. What's the guy's Alexander name? Julian. Yeah. Alexander Julian. Alexander Julian. Yeah, I walked yeah. in there. Uh, it wasn't during Thanksgiving, but the last time we were down there, my now wife looked at me and said, no, we're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's another difference between the two uh, best coaches at each school. He wears his fancy suits and like wants to let everybody know, dadgummit, I'm better than you or Coach K. He and puts his players in, in first class. And then he walks right past first sure. class and sits in coach. Does he get right. Except for when he flies on private planes by himself. So again, <laughs> which, which Roy never does, right? Roy's I'm just never running off private the scene, the scene rather than the beat. You know, it's it's great that he walks past. Apparently, he has a seat. We read. I read this this week. He has a seat. He he walks past his players and he just sits in the same seat. The guy can't handle a little change. A little disruption is like, wow, I hate to see what he does when turbulence happens. Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's I, could, interesting. I, could never, I could never see Roy Williams riding on a private jet by himself because, you know, that takes a, you got to be kind of a badass and a big set of balls and say, yeah, I'm going to ride on a private jet all by myself. Roy was a little bit more concerned about his image. Uh, disagree. I guarantee you he's been on private flights on his own. So <laughs> I would put big money on that. He's probably sitting there telling all the pilots, when we get back to North Carolina, you have to come over have some of Wanda's lasagna. That's what I like to give the recruits when they come over. 
Yeah, or want to go play around a golf with him. So we're, so we're making Coach fun K of doesn't him. have hobbies. He only focuses on winning. He doesn't do all these distractions that everybody else has. He focuses on winning and being the best. So we met, we talked earlier. 13 Final Fours, most ever. Just want to make sure we get that out there. It's the most ever. Including, and that beats John Wooden, who only had to win four or three games to get to a Final Four. Congrats on most personal success. Most tournament wins ever, 101. Most wins ever. On and on. Most ACC titles. Maybe most championships here soon. Because Carolina's probably got two or three fake ones in there somewhere. Speaking of fake news strikes. (laughs) There is one fake one that is playing. That's an actual fact. I mean this sincerely. Congratulations to Coach K on all of his personal success. Um, if he has made it to the most final fours as a coach, that's 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 great. And I think what that highlights is the dichotomy between Carolina and Duke. And the reason why I'm saying that is again, congrats on his personal individual success because Carolina has actually gone to the most final fours as a team. So I, I just, I, again, I want to thank Coach you, K. You only make that distinction because none of your coaches can claim that many. So if we, if we break it out by that, we break it out by Roy or we break it out by Dean. And Dean had a, uh, a shorter path to the Final Four than most of Coach K's career. Uh, he, they have less as coaches. You compare coaching records all the time. Don't even give me that bullshit about family and where you love each other. You just want to spin it around to make yourself feel good about, oh, we're a little bit different. We handle no, you just don't win as much. And that's what it comes down to. Win consistently. I'll take that any day. I'd rather make money consistently than get Bitcoin. All right. I'm just saying, oh, look, we got lucky for like 10 years. Now he's talking about finance podcast over here because he's out of cluster. And what is it the D-Bears always say? Moving the gold That's That's because, oh, if you wouldn't hate it if you didn't do it. It's true. It's like, well, now that the discussion has turned against me, I want to turn it a different way. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> no, I stick to the facts because the facts are always on my side. <laughs> All right, so I got a question for everybody here. All right, spread is four. Four, yeah. Right. Duke's favorite. What is? Go ahead. We can give you. We can go in order or whatever. Logan, let's see you. You think they Duke covers? Let's predict the score. Let's actually predict the score. Pick to predict the winner and score, and we can pick that other game too if y'all want. Over or under is one hundred fifty one. As honestly, like both teams have been playing good basketball, right? So if this gets into an offensive matchup where uh, Duke is as efficient as they've been this tournament, it doesn't leave a lot of opportunities for Carolina with their rebounding advantage that they always have. I think that if it's an offensive-minded game, I think Duke covers the spread, uh, but not by much. If it's a, a battle, I think the Carolina covers. If if it's an offensive game, Duke covers, but not by much. I think it will come down to like free throws towards the end that'll push it into like the five, six, seven point range. Similar to Jordan, it was a four point spread. I think for the um, no, it was a one point spread for the Texas Tech game. So think like the Tech game just with a bigger, slightly bigger spread. Like you know how that game was pretty close back and forth, but Duke covered late in the end. 
due to free throws. I think that's I take Duke covering in that situation. All right, that's fair. I mean, it makes sense. Ryan, what you got? Um, I mean, I picked Carolina to win the championship, so I think that they'll uh, that they'll win the game. <laughs> so they cover. So they cover in that situation. I don't I mean, bet. As, I don't as bet. long as you get, <clears throat> hey, as long as you get more points than their team, you will win this game. <laughs> right here, I, all these uh, halftime interviews and 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 uh, five minute interviews. Awful. They ought to cancel all of those. Morgan, you got to get on that for next season. What is that? All the meaningless, awful, terrible interviews they do with coaches where they say nothing and it's a waste of everybody's time. On it. It's on it. You're, you're in my cancel corner coming up. Do you hear that? <laughs> <clears throat> you're in my view. Jordan, if I was, was going to put money on it, I would put the thing over. You, you would take okay. You would take plus four, or you take Carolina money line. Well, now you're talking different stuff. I mean, well, no, Car- well, Carolina just won the game, or Carolina just not losing us. So I, I'm gonna say I don't bet at all, nor do I know much about betting. So the the crap y'all are talking about is like rushing the man. <laughs> I've only I'm learned about honest. it recently through Jordan and Kenton. I would take Carolina outright. I probably wouldn't put money on the game because <clears throat> I think it would ruin the game for me. I'd rather just kind of watch it. Sorry. You, you're not going to do what our buddy does, bet against your team, so you always win no matter what? That's exactly where I was about to go. I was literally about to say this is what I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw, like, whatever the money line is. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to throw, like, 100 to $200 on Duke with it. And I'll take my loss and be perfectly fine losing $200. If I know for a fact he's done it, I will absolutely take my loss. Those are $200 nails you're happy to put in his casket. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd almost go three to make sure I win 100 if he wins, just so I could fathom it a little more. <laughs> well, I'd put, my, I'd put money on, on, on Duke to win. That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be close. I think it's like eighty six to eighty. I think that's a that's a pretty good prediction, Morgan. I, I'm I was gonna say like eighty seven, eighty three. So you and or eighty eight, eighty three. So you and I are kind of in the same boat on what we're thinking. That's how it's gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with. I'm gonna go if I'm going with just straight what I want and what I actually think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be eighty two. 77, and I think Carolina's going to pull them. It is an upset. It is an upset. Is it, though? It's when, it comes to, when, when, these, when, I, when, when it comes to these two teams, don't you kind of have to throw that out the window? Yep. yep. That's I mean, you, you can't. No, it, I'm sorry. If, if UNC wins, I'm not going to call it an upset. I'm sorry. I'm not. UNC's been in this game before. They've been here before. And it's Duke, Carolina. It, it's not an upset if if Carolina wins. Preach I'm it, Morgan. Preach I'm, it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving them that title. I'm not allowing them to have that title. You're not, you're not the underdog. Stop trying to play that underdog crap. You're not an underdog. You're not. Well, no, no, Carolina. No, no, Morgan, no, Morgan no, is not all over your your false narrative. He's yes. calling out your false narrative. 
You're not an you're, underdog. You're a little little old Carolina. You you read Dabo's playbook and you're trying to play that game, and that's yeah, everybody yeah. knows it's 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 a bullshit narrative. We all know it is. You don't have to play that game. Let's just play the game. And, stop and you want to talk about trying to get out in front of it. You want to talk about if your this, overall. If, Go if, ahead, this Tech, if, if this was Virginia Tech playing Duke in the Final Four, that would be an underdog story. Yes. There you go. This is Duke, Carolina. You feel, it, it's like Redskins, Cowboys back in the 80s. You throw everything out the window. To, to uh, your point earlier, Ryan, about overall program success 21 Final Four, six national titles, and no situation. It's, and then take it even to this season. You were picked to finish preseason second in the conference. You were like top 15 preseason. You underperformed a little bit. You, there was a victim of two things. I underperformed a little bit with the first year head coach, but also the media narrative that we were talking about last episode of the ACC being bad put you on the bubble. You should have never been on the bubble and you were underseated. So <clears throat> bad. Those things, no it's upset, eight seeds fake. Like, y'all were much better than that. Uh, North Carolina basketball is not a Cinderella team in, at this point, and there's nothing anybody's going to do. Carolina fans can keep saying it. And look, I, I give you guys credit. All of your fans, all of the people on the inside Carolina, y'all were all preaching the same tune, marching in lockstep. But you're saying the same uh, talking points, the same buzzwords. Out of the, the amount of times I've heard that bullshit phrase, house money, this week, and talking about we're just happy to be here. No, 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 no. You've got six rings. So you've got just as many rings as Michael Jordan in the NBA. No, it's not. You're not. We're not allowing that here. You can go on your blogs and write it all you want, but it ain't happening here. This is the no spin zone, damn it. If Carolina sucks in basketball for the next 10 years, then and only then can you start going, oh, well, we've barely made it to the tournament. We're the underdog story. And even then, I might still go, no, you're Carolina basketball. You have too much rich history. You're not allowed to ever use the underdog story. And they won a national title in 2017. I mean, you're not a Cinderella. All right. So if you, so by that, if, if, would UCLA make, did UCLA always say Cinderella? They're never a Cinderella. They're always, yeah. there's never an underdog. They're never an underdog in any situation. When it comes to college basketball, if UCLA makes Very a rarely. I, UCLA's like, been. Hey, that, go ahead, Morgan. Good, no, you go ahead. I've, you got to say what I'm going to say, probably. Uh, I was just saying the UCLA's been to a couple Final Fours not that long ago. So by that definition, yeah. no, they're not Cinderella. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't kind of put a, a nail in the coffin on them ever not being a, you know, not an underdog. Blue blood. Yeah. Sorry. They just, yeah, blue bloods. You're not allowed, you're never allowed to have the underdog story ever. I didn't say ever. 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 I said that we were playing with house money because we are really based on technically the same. That's That's technically the same. No, because what you're doing, no, all you're, here's what's happening. Here's, let me just go ahead and clue America into what's going on here. You're saying that. Because you're trying to get out in front of, if nope. we lose, you want to be able to say, well, you know, I said it last week. It was just house money. And, you know, we we just, we were happy to be there. We overperformed and Duke was the better team. But then if you win, you're going to talk shit. No. <laughs> this is an no. equal match between no. equal programs. This This is how it works. The winner of this game, it, it, this is the most meaningful Final Four game that's been played in decades, if ever. College basketball game, period. It is not some, you know, oh, we're just happy to be here stuff. 
we're not we're not playing that game. Everyone here is going to be on, is on equal footing. Whoever wins can say what they want to say when it comes time, but we're not going to get play these narrative games and get out ahead of. We're not doing that. We're not letting it happen here. We're not doing it by text. We're not doing it in real life. We're not. We're, we're we are equals. And however this turns out is how it turns out, and we're going to have to live with the consequences of that. But these programs are equals, and these teams are equals, and we're in the Final Four, and we're just going to be a throwdown on Saturday. And honestly, if we really want to get down to it, Duke has five titles, so Carolina has six. So, I mean, I think we're the ones that are really happy to be here, and we're playing with house money going against one of the all-time great programs. Right? So, I mean, is this how this works? Where, like, somebody has more championships, so you get to be... Little old Duke and that scrappy Coach K leading a team of misfits to uh, New Orleans to the Final <laughs> bunch Four. Of, bunch of young uh, players who yeah. just kind of got he, he's together bringing them the right together time. at the right time. Bunch of eighteen-year-olds <laughs> that he's getting to jail just right to be able to win up, bring home a national title in his last year. I mean, it sounds like a inspirational sports movie to me. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a trust tree. I thought we could say whatever we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll tell you what. I'll take that. If so, you're admitting we have six. I you do have six. You, you don't have seven. I mean, six is a you fact. Have six legitimate titles. Yeah, yeah. 57, 82, 93, 05, 09, and 2017. Those are real titles. 24 is not. You didn't put, even put up a banner for 24 until 2001 after Duke won against Arizona. So, like, 24 is a fake title. They had to give him somebody. But they, Butler is officially recognized by the NCAA for that year. What year? Why don't they have a banner? 24. 19-24. 19-24. 98 years ago. We're talking about something from 98 years ago. And the Duke fans don't talk about the past. What was the... Uh, the it was no, the you were talking about your championships, and we were clarifying what, how many you actually had. And, and, and then saying? you try to spin it into, oh, you're talking about the past. After you brought up the past. Again, Jordan you completely changed the conversation. You have filled in everything that you think we're going to say, and we've actually said none of it, which is awesome. And it proves you guys have way more to lose. That's once, the best part. Once again, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan baited me into that because he's known me for so long. Because Jordan said, Jordan said, so you admit we actually have six. Meaning, oh, I thought you said one of those was fake, but I had to correct the record that you have six legitimate NCAA titles. Right. Jordan knew what he We're was doing. merely responding to Yeah, I was responding to the question statements. that was posed. I just like I just like to get you going, you know. It could get flip flopped a little bit the same way I get I get thrown some uh, some ollie oops here and I get slammed on my head. So I decided I'd throw one back at you to see how it went. <laughs> he knows the twenty four title. Me and him have had that discussion so many times over the years, and I've gotten so angry talking about this because it's just nonsense to claim. Wait a minute, you've gotten angry over the nineteen twenty four. Yes, because the Carolina fans that I grew up with, they claimed it like it was real. For a school that he doesn't even cheer for, Morgan. Yes, that's you heard that correctly. Yes, well, I care about the truth. Annoying. The, the fan base is is in your face and annoying regardless. Nineteen twenty-four. Okay. Carolina's the one claiming it. Morgan. They're the one that has a no, I'm not, no, no. I'm, I'm just talking about in general. Why are we even talking about nineteen? But anyway, because Carolina fans claim the title. <laughs> They was, literally was, claim the title. They have a banner hanging for it, and they're not Carolina, even recognized by the NCAA. What was, what was Carolina's best basketball player? Shooty McShooter? <laughs> yeah, he probably was cousins with Choo Choo Justice or whatever the fuck that running back's <laughs> name was. Morgan, if if somebody awarded you a 1924 football national title, would you take it? Absolutely. <laughs> no. Probably no. 
no, that's like someone else I know, not on this podcast, but probably claims loves to claim his fifties football championship. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> like no, right, no, my, 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 like, my parents are barely alive. Like no, <laughs> if I didn't, if I if 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 I was not physically alive, I'm not claiming it or arguing about it. <laughs> I don't hang the banner and we don't have to address it. It's that simple. Literally that simple. All right. I'm going to make a prediction. Two wins, 78-73. Wendell Moore hits the last, the final two free throws to seal the game. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I like, I like that it's a low scoring game. I think, I do think there's going to be a lot, both games will be low scoring. The, the game before the Villanova, Kansas, and this one, because, you know, they're playing in the Superdome, correct? Am I right? In New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that always still a wrinkle in most of these games with the shots, you know, because you got a different roof and you're on out Usually. of mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that kind of makes it a low, lower scoring game. But wouldn't you, wouldn't most people agree that if it's low scoring, it benefits more of a Carolina type field than Duke? The, well, the reason I say no to that, ordinarily in a regular arena, I would say yes. But the reason I say no to that here is just because you just said it yourself. It's shooting in a dome affects shooters, and who relies on jump shots more than the other team? It is in 2008. It's Carolina. Carolina, Baycott's going to get his down low, but you rely on Brady Manick and whichever one of the guards is popping off that game. You're a jump-shooting team to be able to make yourself elite this year. Duke, if you look at the shot selection, I can't remember if it was against Arkansas or against uh, TTU. They get the majority of their points in the paint now, whether it's taking yep. the ball to the rack with the wings and the guards or whether it's uh, trying to get Mark Williams open down low. So really, I think that if the dome actually affects shooting, I think that benefits the Blue Devils. Okay. Hey, you could argue that we've switched the narrative what it usually is. Yes. You could argue that Carolina is more of a three-point alliance, whereas you have Duke, who's more or less taken to the hole, and that used to be Carolina's thing. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, no, it's true. The, this team is all their points are in the paint, and then the, when it doesn't come from the paint, it's usually AJ Griffin or Van Caro who's wide open for a three. Like the, that's usually where it comes from, and then maybe someone else, you know, Roach is open once in the corner or something, and he makes a three. But outside of that, they're not launching them. They're they're trying to get in the paint. So, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, four of us all have to hang out. This is true. America doesn't know this yet. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying, for America, if you've listened to this podcast for this long, you know that me and Dustin are going to have to be in a car together, traveling somewhere. (laughs) And it's going to be the first time that we're going to see each other after this game because we won't FaceTime. In live in person. <laughs> it's going to be the two of us in an enclosed vehicle on I-95 heading south. So that only ba- only good things can happen. It sounds like Jordan's uh, bourbon tasting during a, a, a high-stakes basketball game. That just, just doesn't seem like a great idea. It's not going to be fun. I'm going to be straight up with you. And, you know, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should send a picture, like in a chat, and just be like, this is what it looks like afterwards. You know, just so if I'm not on the podcast next week, you can just throw it up there and be like, this was the aftermath. 
I like it. Jordan now owes the host seven hundred dollars because he smashed all their bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Definitely worth it. If we win, if Carolina wins, it will not be worth it. I won't leave much more than that, but just pray for us. Pray for us, America. <laughs> yeah. I don't usually what? have much issue with my friends that are Carolina fans. It's just people that I'm acquaintances with and strangers in North Carolina are the worst. My friends and I basically have an understanding that, you know, if something like this, this magnitude, like, don't be a dick, right? But the strangers that you see at the gas station, the strangers you see at the grocery store, the ones you run into at the bar, they are the ones that are the most miserable, miserable fan base I've ever had to deal with in my life. And it's part of the reason why I'm a ABC or for life, anybody but Carolina. This weekend, go Blue Devils, go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell, Carolina, go to hell. I do want to bring <laughs> something up that I thought would be interesting. Ryan Angle bought this book for my daughter called Baby Blue, The Adventures of Baby Blue Devil. In the book, Duke crushes during March Madness. Then for the, this is, we can update the book a bit. Then in the, instead of the championship game, the final four, they needed to beat North Carolina. It was a blowout. <laughs> Duke destroyed North Carolina. North Carolina fans rioted in the streets. Duke fans rejoiced. Pretty sure that's not the book. <laughs> that is literally the book that the Carolina fan bought for my daughter. This is the story of the weekend, boys. Well, that's, that's the case. I'm going to be rich because I'm going to put all my money on the blue devils. So <laughs> and that's another segment of Daddy Daycare. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Dustin, I think you had something that uh, went down with the governor of North Carolina, right? I did. A little political update for y'all. So, <laughs> this is something First that time. the... First time ever. <laughs> we're getting political, just so you know. The governor of North Carolina, Governor Roy Cooper, issued a proclamation ahead of the Final Four. Um, in it, he noted the incredible success that was talked about earlier of the many different basketball programs within the state, and that included North Carolina State and David Thompson Logan. They were specifically called out in there. But I wanted to read to you a couple pieces from it, just so that y'all know, and we kind of all are in agreement here. Whereas North Carolina is home to the greatest basketball robbery in the nation, or arguably the greatest robbery in sports, the University of North Carolina Tar Heels versus the Duke University Blue Devils. Whereas Duke and UNC are meeting for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament with this game coming in the final four. And whereas the most passionate fans in the country are more than ready to enjoy this great rivalry and to shout some things that are not normally part of their vocabulary. Now, therefore, I, Roy Cooper, governor of the greatest state in the country, do hereby proclaim North Carolina as the center of the college basketball universe and commend its observance to all North Carolina. I think we can all kind of be on the same page for that. That might be the only thing I agree with him on ever. <laughs> Morgan, the video you sent out earlier with that was awesome. And it was the way that they put that together with all the different back and forth and all, 
a lot of the a lot of the uh, the moments that we've talked about on this podcast, the hands pro, you know, bloody face and everything else is all like combined together in that. And then it just faded away at the last second with the North Carolina. It was awesome. It is a great Oh, it definitely is. It was pretty that that was pretty cool to see. Um I I do appreciate, you know, that he didn't mention some of the other schools in the state, but a pretty cool thing to see from the governor. But well, fellas, like we said, biggest game, probably college basketball history, definitely biggest since Magic versus Bird in the 79 title game. North Carolina fans, Duke fans, uh, basketball fans at large are all going to be glued to the television sets. The people that are involved in the robbery, especially people that live in North Carolina, yeah, it's going to be a, it's been a contentious week and it's continued to be a contentious week until the final buzzer sounds, but I don't think it's going to end there. I think there's going to be some arguments uh, over this game, so Lord be with whoever loses the matchup of the century. <laughs> right. So, all right. Well, Morgan, I know that uh, it's been a little while, man. I hope your canceling <laughs> skills aren't rusty. I don't know, man. It, it's been a little too long, man. But uh, with that, I'm canceling all sports for Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's going to do back. what even the NCAA couldn't I, do. <laughs> I take that back. I'll give you guys field hockey. <laughs> We're good at that. Oh, fine. We'll take that away, too. Um, <laughs> you, can have, you can have chess. <laughs> no. Um, Angle sent uh, something, was sending us something earlier talking about this uh, god-awful dress-down shirt that uh, – cost $128 $128 for a shirt and I made the comment it looks like something some little hipster in skinny jeans would wear riding his vintage racing bicycle down to the store to get a six pack of PBR to come back and uh, listen to some vintage you know limited edition vinyl of Sunday Day Real Estate while reading an article in a newspaper about a Wes Anderson um, movie review and then we uh, decided to get on the topic of Wes Anderson, or I did, and I said that uh, I just I, all his damn movies are the same, and you know I'm, I'm just tired of them. Uh, you know, and most people these days who say they are so excited for a Wes Anderson movie to come out usually just want people to hear them say that so they can seem like they're cool and sophisticated. Um, I I don't like them to be honest. They're, they're some of them are good, but they're not great. I mean, all of them are the same damn movies, the same actors and actresses with these weird close-up angles. Everybody in the same soundtrack. So, um, with that, I am canceling the Wes Anderson movies. Uh, sorry, I'll probably catch a lot of slack for that, but uh, it's my mood for the weekend. Maybe, who knows? Maybe next week I'll cancel Radiohead. <laughs> So, yeah, because uh, they're about to be in the same boat, in, in my honest opinion. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah. Sorry. It, 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 you know what? I, I didn't angle to your comment earlier. I actually liked bottle rockets. 
That's one of his, and that's and that's one of his actual. I think that was his first movie he made coming out of college. Where, funny enough, he went to college with the same people he makes movies to employ, both Luke and Owen Wilson. <laughs> I literally think he only makes movies so those two have something to collect a paycheck from. And then he and then he beg and then he begs Bill Murray to be in everything and gives him probably like eighty percent of the profit. Although I think uh, Edward Norton is starting to make more appearances than Bill Murray. Yeah, him and Adrian Brody. Yeah, he, he's a new one. Yeah. But I'm no way to catch flack for it, but uh, it's been another rousing episode of Morgan's Cancel Corner, and this week I canceled Wes Anderson. Cancel. Cancel. <laughs> He's like the comedy version of John Comforter. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, right before we close out the show, some of the guys have already seen this, but I'm going to share the screen for YouTube. And I'm going to uh, let the audio folks be able to listen to it. Got a little bit of a, a treat for everybody on my thoughts on the game. Carolina to lose to Duke in the final four. Because fuck them, that's why. Yeah, okay, I want to go to hell. For the people listening on the podcast, it was, uh, and not seeing it on the screen, it was Carolina being mopey and sad, and then Dave Chappelle saying nasty things. <laughs> it was one of, the, one of the worst fights of my life that I watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's to another bad night for the Tar Heel faithful on Saturday night. But, Jordan, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for coming, on. Always enjoy it, boys. Yeah, man. All right, Duke Carolina this weekend. I know everybody's going to be watching. So, uh, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And this week, Jordan, we will see you next time. <laughs>